Hey guys, what's up? It's Andy. You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I am the MF CEO. I'm here with my co-host Vaughn Kohler. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. It's uh, we're experiencing climate change here in St. Louis. Yeah, we are, man. It's beautiful. It is. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like amazing October. what this great weather does. Like, if I could have this all the time, I would be in such a good mood every day. Yeah. I mean, nothing could go wrong. It is perfect. Yeah. This is your ideal weather too, oh, right? Yeah. Because you like to get out in the farm and, you oh, know, man. do all the manual labor, although maybe you like it when it's hotter. No, no, know. no. This is perfect, man. Yeah. 75, breezy, not a cloud in the sky. The sun's not too hot. Yeah. It is, it is beautiful in the loo right now. Well, we were just talking about how we didn't want to, you know, over, uh, overemphasize local stuff, but I have to say it's getting about that time where things are getting excited know, for man. baseball, you know? Dude, I love the Cardinals. I hate the fucking playoffs. Y you do? Yes. <laughs> Tyler knows why. <laughs> Tyler knows why. Because he likes to drink during the playoffs. I like to drink during the playoffs. I end, uh. up have, I, I end up taking all our guys to the games. Okay? Basically yeah. what happens is at the end of the playoffs, I end up fat, I end up broke, <laughs> and I end up with a ter terrible hangover. Um, and, our, and, and not only that, business is terrible during the playoffs here in St. Louis. Oh, so, like, I, I no one gives a shit is. about working out or supplements. And yeah. it makes you drink more. Yeah. yeah and this is, <laughs> dude, it's just a, it's like a downhill slope. But I still love the Cardinals, man. Well, you should do what I do and get a dietary allergy that prevents you from drinking beer. That way you won't get a beer belly. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it That's is. why you smoke it, all that weed. Huh? It, it, yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's your favorite joke. <laughs> I love it. All right, so what are we talking about today? We got the question of the day, all right? Yeah. So question of the day. Okay. Here's my question. All right. Who's the most impressive person you've encountered in the last month or two? You mean outside of you? Of course. Of course. There's no competition there, right? Uh, well, you go first, because I, I, uh, I'd have to think about that one. Man, um, you know do it, what? Does it have to be in person, or do, you know, can you be impressed with somebody you see on television? I think it could be either. Okay. Um, okay, so maybe pick two. All right, in person, no question was Will Compton. Okay? Oh yeah, our yeah. guests we had here on the podcast on um, leadership, uh, 24, 25 years old, uh, very old soul, very intelligent. I mean, when I was speaking to him, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody who's 60 years old and just has a great grasp on life. Yeah. No matter what happens to that guy, whether it be in the NFL or business or anything, coaching, he is going to be ultra successful. Yeah. Um, I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of people my day to day. I've been very, uh, it's been very hard for me to, to find anybody. I think that, it, that it has impressed me the way that he has personally. That's a great answer. Yeah. Great dude. So what about, uh, like on TV or okay, something? TV famous personality. You know what? And this is going to piss people off, but I don't really give a shit. I'm impressed with Donald Trump. All right. Yeah. L let me tell you why. I, I can imagine why, but go ahead and tell okay. us anyway. Well, here's why. Because... Politics has typically been a game of say what you're supposed to say, say what you're expected to say, and that's how you get the votes, even if it's a lie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what I enjoy about, and I don't agree with Trump's delivery. I think his delivery is fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, a lot of times it's genius. But what I do agree with is that he is being authentic. He is being himself. He is saying what he believes in without any regard for what, people are going to have in, in response. So most people go into a situation like that trying to manipulate the outcome. He's just going in and being himself, and because of that, he's finding success at this point in time. 
You know, every time you see him on TV, you have all the quote unquote political um, ad- experts saying, oh, my God, he just totally fucked up. You go look at the view, the uh, polls the next day and he's up. Right. You know, and the right. reason is, is because he has fucking balls and I admire him for that. I admire his business career. You know, you could knock on him. People say, oh, his dad gave him 30 million bucks. Yeah, he's turned it into fucking billions. And he also went bankrupt and four re- times. rebuilt it. Yeah, yes. four times. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, this is not a political endorsement of Donald right. Trump. Right. All right. There's a long way to go. But so far, I know that I'm sick of the fucking traditional rhetoric bullshit and politics. None of those motherfuckers care about us. What they care about is creating issues that divide us and get us to fight so that they can take their focus, take our focus away from them so that they can go do whatever the fuck they want. That's what their that's what their goal is. So I can appreciate and I'm ready for and I hope you guys listening are ready for someone to come in and just fucking do what they think is right, regardless of, you know, scratching each other's backs and all this secret handshake bullshit that goes on up there. You know, and I I think Trump is somebody there may be other guys, but I think he's somebody that's willing to do that. I think it was perfect. He's on the front cover of Time magazine. I don't know if you saw that, but it's, deal with it's, it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck deal, yeah. deal with it. Yeah, the the the, the phrase was perfect. It. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and you know, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a brand new listener, you could see where I could relate to somebody like that. Yeah, but I think we're all ready for that. I mean, I think we're all, I think all of us, man. You know, black, white, yellow, red gay, straight, female, male, whatever. Whoever's listening to this, it doesn't matter. All of us as Americans are ready for somebody who's just going to be honest with us. I think that that's yeah. I think that's why his appeal is so strong and I respect it. I think we're tired of being ruled by political correctness and this culture of everybody's offended by everything. Oh, dude, people yeah. are sick of it. Yeah. I mean, and, definitely. You know, so those are my two guys. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I'm glad you talked uh, like you did, because you gave me some time to think about it. And I'm going to say, this is somebody who actually has a connection to you, and you don't even know it. Um, and it's actually uh, the guy that I I began working with a couple months ago. He's our digital consultant. He helps me with some of the technical aspects of the of the website and, and some other things that we're trying to develop oh, cool. on the site. And his name is Jürgen. He's German, yeah. but he lives in New Jersey. And the reason I'm so impressed by him is he is a workhorse. I mean, he... He literally is on top of things. Like when the website has gone down a couple times, he's known before I did. Right. And uh, he just puts in the time. In fact, sometimes when I Skype with him and work on different things, he just looks really tired. Yeah. Because he is a hard, hard worker. And so I really appreciate that. He's also the kind of person that, you know, you ask him what time it is and he'll tell you how a clock works. <laughs> so he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very thorough. Right. And so I was, I was really impressed by him. And then, uh, and then this is going to, this is going to uh, possibly cause some people to, to scratch their heads, but I'm really impressed with at least one thing about the new Pope. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna go this direction. I don't know if you've heard this, but this shows you how ignorant I am to current events. Like, how new is the Pope? Well, I mean, I say he's new. He's he's been around like a year, year and a half, maybe 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 a little bit longer. But he's still relatively new. Pope Francis. (laughs) I was thinking the same fucking thing. There's a new Pope, (laughs) right? Well, I I say new, but he's he's you know still relatively young. We can't see that smoke from here. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, I don't know if you heard this story, but he you know typically the popes are in these you know. They, they they live in these big palatial mansions and that yeah. sort of thing. But he uh, he actually said, "No, I'm just going to live in the the small 
uh, apartment, I guess, that, that is available. And I, I just thought that was, you know, we were talking about humility and I don't think it would have been wrong for him to live in the, in the palace or whatever it is. That's that, a choice to be modest. Yeah. That's a choice to right. be modest. And I, and he's really connected with people cause he's really down to earth Right. and uh, he's had, he's taken selfies with people <laughs> and he's gotten into social media. So that's I, you know, I got, cool. I gotta, I gotta respect that. So that was, that was kind of impressive, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, we before we get into the topic, I think uh, I'll take a second to do the, uh, you know, the important, the boring shit, the boring stuff. Bring on the yeah, boring yeah, shit, yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, okay, Bring so, it on. so those of you who have listened to us for any length of time know that this is something you have to endure. But check out the mfceo.com, our website. There's all sorts of stuff there that you can um, listen to and and download. And we're working on on developing that uh, significantly. In fact, we were just talking just a few minutes ago about. Uh, can I can I reveal that that we were working on throwing up some uh, yeah some some t-shirts that, yeah yeah that, by the time uh, this comes out yeah by the time it, it'll be up yeah. so we're gonna offer some t-shirts and we're also working on getting some products that that are gonna be up there but uh, for show notes and for links galore and for just more uh, resources uh, specifically the page for this episode is www.themfco.com forward slash p13. And of course, you know, connect with Andy on on Twitter. Actually, not Twitter. You're not on Twitter, I don't think. No. So, some people have yeah. asked for you to be on Twitter, but but um, Man, Instagram. I got so much stuff to maintain. Yeah, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Periscope's your favorite. Yeah. You're at Andy Frisella for pretty much everything. Snapchat is MFCO one. MFCO one, and I'm pretty much at Von Kohler for everything except for Snapchat. But you can look me up by my name, and that's fine. Well. So we're doing something a little different, and I don't want to worry everybody because Andy's still the main guy, and he's going to be providing the the meat. I'm the potatoes. I might also be the A1 sauce. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad. <laughs> Tyler's just shaking his head. But anyway, but what we thought we'd do today is a lot of you guys have been asking how uh, Andy and I started working together, and we've gotten some emails about that. We touched on it a little bit briefly at the beginning of, of this whole podcast, not not this particular episode, but literally the beginning of the podcast, episode one. And as we thought about it, we began to realize that being an entrepreneur, having an entrepreneurial mindset, isn't just about starting a business and working for yourself or being your own boss. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But being an entrepreneur is about creating the ideal job situation for yourself. Um, it is literally creating your dream scenario. And it may be for you that that's not starting your own business as much as it's maybe one of two other things. It's either one, establishing a partnership with someone who's doing something that you think is really cool, or two, it could be creating a position for yourself and then persuading someone, someone who's successful and wealthy to let you serve them in that position. So some people call that hiring a boss. I don't, I don't, know if that's how I'd refer to it. But in any case, that's entrepreneurial because it's it's starting a completely unique enterprise. You you you're with me so far? Yeah, for sure. I think it's I think a great way to say that is basically a way to um, network, connect and create value uh, you know, for yourself and create opportunity for yourself. Everybody's always looking to get to get closer two people that can help them progress. And I think that's what we're talking about, right? Exactly. So so what I thought I'd do today is share a little bit of the story about how we started working together. And again, I'm not claiming to be the expert. These are We just put our heads together and, and came up with some principles because we actually, a long time ago, uh, had recorded a podcast about basically how would you approach somebody like Andy if you if you wanted to work with them or 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 anybody you want to or, work or, with. or somebody yeah right. anybody who's who's successful or or uh, influential 
And really at the time we thought, ah, this isn't up to our to our level of excellence, so we just scrapped it. But so we're going to do that today. We're going to talk a little bit about the story of how we started working together. And uh, because I'm going to tell you guys out there, there are a lot of very wealthy, successful people out there for whom you could offer a lot of value. And there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I'm going to, together, we're going to talk about the principles that we've used. We get people all the time. I mean, I personally get people all the time. Hey, man, how can I work for you? How can I do this? How can I do that? And if you're sitting around waiting for that to happen, it's never going to happen. Right. That person's never going to come to you, you know, no matter who it is, you know, and say, hey, I want you to work for me. You know, you've got to come to them with the idea and the opportunity and to show the value that you're going to bring to that person in which way you're going to provide that. Right. And then they have to believe it. And that that's how it goes. You know, so many people sit around and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, hoping that one day Donald Trump's going to call them or fucking, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's going to call them and say, hey, come work for me. You know, clearly that doesn't happen. Right. The world rewards action. You have to take action. You have to take initiative. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to actually do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Andy. Why don't you, because I, I, you know, I know my side of the story and what led me to, uh, to meet with you, but why don't you tell, tell it from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's real simple. Uh, Vaughn was working in a magazine called The Nines here in St. Louis. They wanted to do a piece on myself and our companies. Um, locally here in St. Louis, uh, we have a very big following. And, you know, he came in, we started talking. Uh, I mentioned that I was wanting to do some books and stuff like that. Vaughn happens to be a writer, and we just kind of hit it off and went from there. He's like, hey, you know what? I can I can help you with this stuff. Yeah. And, and that's where the idea was born. And the idea from the podcast was born through our works on the books. So what we did was we would record um, the book sessions, and then Vaughn would take the recordings and basically transcribe them and edit them up. And... We're like, you know what? We should just do a fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having fun. We like this. There's good stuff. And that's how the podcast was born. Right. You right. Know? So those those are definitely the cliff notes. So we're yeah, going to go oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to we're going to go back and unpack it. But yeah, basically that's that's exactly how it happened. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of throw out a principle that, you know, either either it happened, you know, intentionally or we just sort of stumbled upon it. But either way, they're they're principles for that I think you guys can use. Um, and the first one is is simply this: is to work with the person that that you're really impressed with before you work for. And what I mean by that, and, and you know, as always, Andy, I, I, we're excited about hearing your take on this. But I think a lot of people out there are very um, they try to manufacture some sort of artificial connection with someone. And I think the reason that we worked together was there was a very natural reason that originally put us together right you know right. and it wasn't forced and right. so I, I how would you encourage somebody who you know thought well i just want to find a natural way to work with a person that i that eventually i'd like a, maybe a, a deeper investment how would you encourage them to go about forging that that I connection start by thinking about how you can how can you get their attention and and by getting attention to somebody who's in a position um like what we're talking about, it's going to be something that's going to benefit them. Yeah. Okay? You're going to have to go th- to them with something that is going to benefit them. Um, whether that be, uh, you know, like what we did, an article, or whether that be something like, um, you know, creating a charity or talking to them about, 
you know, how they can increase their sales without you actually like selling them anything. Right. Hey, I want to share an idea with you. I had, I think it's good. I don't want anything for it. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do, but basically you're going to have to figure out a way for yourself to create value that is not attached to the person having to buy something. Right. Okay. Because that's what it comes down to. Cause people get hit up every day, successful people, um, get hit up every day, a million times a day with, I've got this great opportunity. It's only going to cost you X. And the minute it's only going to cost you comes out of their mouth. I'm fucking over it. Right. I don't even hear it because it's so every day. Now, if you want to step up, you know, I think a good idea is to start with a, with, with a step of good faith, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that that investment, that relationship and that friendship is going to be worth it. Right. For example, I was asked to sit on a board of a very prestigious fitness company um, that is well known uh, recently, um, I was going to receive a percentage stake in the company, a significant stake in the company. Um, the guy who owns it's a multi-billionaire. All right. I told him in return that I didn't want anything. I didn't want anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't want any equity. I didn't want anything. I just want to help. Okay. And the reason I did that is because that relationship is going to be more valuable to me than the percentage of whatever it is. And most people are thinking like, what can I get today? Okay. Instead of what can I contribute today? And I've always found that the more you contribute and the more you give, the more you get back. And so I told him, I said, Hey, I said, look, man, um, I appreciate the offer. I'm humbled. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, but I'd like to do it for free. And he like, he's like, dude, you're fucking nuts. And I'm like, <laughs> that's how I roll, man. You know, it'll work out one day. I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask for you a favor and that'll be your favor back to me. And, and he, he wouldn't accept that. He, I ended up getting the equity in the company, but the point was, is that, that I meant it a hundred percent and I would have genuinely helped him every bit that I can and sat on his board for free just to have the relationship because dude, I'm not a billionaire. I don't know. One day I'm going to have to go seek outside financing and I'm going to need to go to somebody like that and say, Hey man, I need some, I need you to show me where I can do this. Right. And I already know where that value is going to come in later down the road. And how much can I learn from him? Right. He's a big corporate guy who's made billions of dollars. You know, I'm a little bitty fish in a, in, a, in a big pond, you know? So I think bring value to somebody without asking anything in return is one of the best ways that you can do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like more important than money, building goodwill. In right. fact, I think Absolutely. you said that and yes. I, I might, I might yeah. not have caught it. But um, so what I think was probably really attractive to that guy in that situation was the fact that you didn't have an ax to grind he asked for your help but it was it was just very natural for for you to help him out and and you were almost i don't want to say disinterested but you were almost detached like you weren't desperate to help him it was it was this sort of laid back approach it's a funny thing that you know how that works right i mean this is definitely not in this situation it is not something i did on purpose but you know it's just like when you go to the bar and you're going to pick up girls right and you're going to go up you're going to go up to the table girls you're like hey What's your number? What's your number? What's your number? What's your number? And, you know, they're all going to be like, dude, get the fuck away from me. You know, because you're acting all desperate and being weird. And, yeah. and it's just weird and creepy. Is that true, Tyler? <laughs> that is 100% true. Yeah. So, 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 you know, when you, when you act like it's not the end of the world to you, you know, people realize that you have something of value to bring to the table. And it naturally makes you more attractive. Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't doing that on purpose, but... I guarantee you, you know, he was shocked when I told him, hey, I don't want anything. I just want to do it. 
Right. I know he was because he told me he was. Right. But the reality is, is look, I just want to help out. And I, I believe that the more help that I give, the more help I get back. And the relationship with somebody like that, which I don't have many relationships like that, is totally worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, my first point was work with before you work for, but it sort of or, organically grew into work with someone naturally and work with them in a detached way that's not like you have this, this for that. Yeah, this right. for that, that, you know, that you have some sort of ax to grind or, or really strong agenda that, you know, makes you desperate. So. But, you know, that leads us to the second point. And I know you feel very strongly about this because we've talked about, you know, all the guys that, that you know, want want your attention, want your time because they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I want to I, I want a mentor. I want, I, you know, I want you to mentor me so bad and I'll, I'll do this and this and this. And you invariably ask, you know, well, what do you have going on? And so that's the second point that I would say is that um, have your own stuff going on. Don't wait around hoping somebody else hires you. Because that was the situation that we had. Right. No, Look, nobody in a position of success that you're going to want to work with is going to want to hold somebody's fucking hand from day one. All right. right? A big part of what you have to show that you're valuable is that you are willing to go out and do the work on your own. So when when somebody comes to somebody um, who's successful and they want to get in with them, let's say you want to go to Donald Trump. We'll just use that example because we talked about him. You know... If you're like a day one and you said, Donald Trump, I just, I'm Mr. Trump. I love you. I, you're my hero. Uh, you're a legend, blah, blah, blah. I want to work for you. And he says, well, what do you got going on? Nothing. I'm going to do everything you say. Right. He already knows that's bullshit because if you were truly ambitious, you would already have a bunch of things going on yourself. Right. You know, so you're not going to fool anybody into like just pulling you along. You're going to have the more things you have going on, the more impressive you are. And right. that's whenever somebody says, whoa. Look at all this cool shit this guy's got going on. Man, what if I could pull this guy in with us and he could do that kind of stuff for us? Yeah. You know, and that's where something people don't think that. Most people that come um, in, in a mentorship situation, they want their fucking hands held from day one. You know, they want to be babied. They want to be patted on the ass. They want to be showed the way. And they think that just because they connect with somebody who is successful that they're going to be successful. But the reality is, is if you lack the ability to go out and initiate those tasks and those jobs and those projects and all that stuff on your own. You don't fucking have what it takes, right? You're going to be a worker bee for somebody and nobody in a position of success can everybody in that position can recognize that every single yeah. time. Yeah. All right. So having your own thing going on, having your own momentum, having your own projects, you know, having a history of going out and doing, even if you fail, even if, hey, I had this business and it failed. I had this business and it failed. All right, well, then my question is going to be, well, what'd you learn? You know, and then we could, we still have something to talk about. Right. But if, I, if they say. That's a great point. Right. Even if you failed, it oh, showed yeah. that you tried. Right. Yeah. Dude, how many times did yeah, I yeah. fail? How many times did yeah. everybody fail? You know, um, everybody fails. So even if someone fails, you, you know, at least they show that they have that go-getter, I'm going to go out and kill shit mentality that, that I'm going to find valuable. Right. Okay. So right. yes, you have to have your own shit going on or don't waste the person's time because they're going to see right through that. It's crazy. And I promise you, I didn't, I didn't plan it this way, but it's crazy how many analogies there are to relationships because going back to that bar scene, which guy is, is more attractive? The guy who's sitting at the bar by himself, kind of looking around or the guy that's got two or three girls already with him 
for when he approaches another girl. I mean, it, sh- it increases social value. It shows that you, you know, you have value. You have value. Right. You, you're already doing your the own girls thing. Are like, man, I wonder why yeah. all the girls are around that guy. Yeah, I mean, like, here, it, it, here's I mean, a tip for you single guys: if you want to go pick up girls, go to the bar with four of the girls. Period. Yeah, I don't think it works the other way around, though. No, no, it doesn't. But I'm just so talking it's kind about of a devil standard, Fellas, but you know, <laughs> man, I used to be friends when I was in college with all the prettiest girls, and I would I would hang out with them and. I was perfectly content being friends because just being ha- having that surrounding all the time, mm-hmm. man. It's just it's it's exactly what you said. But it you don't think the situation. you don't think the analogy is forced though, right? I no. mean, it makes it, what I'm yes. saying is it's true. I mean, yes. if you've got stuff going on, you're, you're going to attract more. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So another thing that I you know I love about the way that things kind of unfolded uh, with us is that when I walked into it, you know, I've, I said this before in the first in the first episode. Uh, you know, I, I admit that, you know, I heard this guy has this supplement empire and he's 34 and I got to admit, there's a part of me that your last name was Frisella. So I was like, oh, he's going to be one of these cocky Italian guys. He's going to be a douchebag with, yeah, right. with a chest beard right, and a right. fucking, uh, fucking gold chain. Gold chain. Yeah. yeah. Italian Mr. T. Convertible yeah. Corvette. So, but I went in there and, and we went into your office and, uh, first thing I noticed was a big picture like a big, a yeah. big picture. What was it? Uh, my office is filled with pictures of, of bulldogs. Yeah, bulldogs. Yeah. So we so started the talking picture about was, bulldogs. Uh, the picture, the picture that we talked about was um, a picture of my American bulldog Oscar that had just passed away. Yeah. And and uh, like like a few months before that. Yeah. And so, I, and and I asked you about that, and right. you and you talked about it, and you basically gave me this really cool. I don't want to call it lecture because it's, it, that sounds boring, but it was this really cool like take on American bulldogs versus versus English bulldogs, right. and there was just a really like, I mean, I, it took us a while to even get to the point yeah, of yeah, what yeah. we were doing, which I know I know with some people can be can be kind of a dangerous thing if you get too you know chatty on that sort of thing, but it worked, I think, because and this this is the point. Well, you tell me what the it's point. It's got to be genuine. You're right. It's okay. got to be general. It's got to be, be personal. Interest. The yeah. best, if you want to make connections with people who are somebody that you want to work with, you have got to be genuinely interested in what they're about. If you're just there because you think it's going to be some sort of opportunity for you, again, those people are going to sniff that out within two seconds. Right. You know, if you if you don't if you aren't genuinely interested and genuinely like um, curious about this person's life in general, they're they're the wrong person for you to be trying to work with because what's going to happen is. You're going to get in with that person and it's going to be boring. It's going to be filled. It's going to be filled with boredom, mundane tasks, and it's going to be all about the money and all about the result. And you're not going to have anything in common. So it's just a bad idea. So if you're not genuinely interested, not only is it not going to work out for you, it's not a good idea for you. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because you're not going to be happy. Absolutely. So, so we had a great conversation about, I mean, dude, you and I can talk about anything. That's why we do this. Right. I mean, there's genuine interest on both sides. And I think that comes from, you know, you and I just being from such polar opposite <laughs> walks of like our careers. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've you been a pastor and a writer. I've been right. a fucking businessman. Right. You know, it's kind of, it's just, I'm interested in you. You're interested in me. You know? Right. Right. Not sexually. No, I know. But it's funny you should say that because I just, I Because you're interested I, in me sexually? No, 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 no. But I what have. What the fuck, Vaughn? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, so I have a funny story to tell. You guys are, oh, I can't even believe I'm going to tell this story. But well, So I'm reading this book. It's called. So I had this dream the other night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a book called Fascination or Fascinated. No, it's Fascination. This isn't going to be like a, a single white female shit, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 uh, I, I, technically, it's a marketing book. Right. Have, you, have you heard of it? No. I, I, the name of the author is Sally Hogshead. Ooh, fascination. So I'm learning about this and it talks about how everybody has, there are seven triggers marketing wise that, that people that fascinate people. Okay. And like one of them's power. One of, of course, one of them is lust. One of them is uh, mystique, like mystery. And so the book basically talks about how you, how you, you know, whether you're a person or your brand, how you tap into what you're what your fascinating power is. Okay. Right. And it's really interesting anyway. So in the course of it though, she tells about the, the, the etymology, the, the word origin of the word f- fascinate. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. It comes from the, the Latin word fascinum, which means literally erect penis. Mm. <laughs> hey man, I guess if you're super fascinated, that could be the, uh, I'm probably never going to use did, that word. Did again. I? <laughs> no, oh, no, me so neither. <laughs> Tyler, you are so fascinating, buddy. Do you feel anything? <laughs> wow. Uh, Learn something new every yeah, day here. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm just keeping it intellectual. Yeah. It's based on, you know, based on hard science. Yeah. Hard? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, moving right along. So, so <laughs> anyway. The point being... So basically what you're saying is you have to be genuinely fascinated? <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. This. No, but but really, it, the idea is that... I mean, you've, you've been here, Andy, and frankly, I've even been here, where people are... They act like they're interested in you, or they act like they're interested in what you have to say, but then, then almost immediately they're asking for something. Right. Or there's an agenda. Right. And it's just too much. Right. And I think the Dude, reason... Dude, you could feel that coming. Yeah. I mean, if it's not genuine... See, that's the thing. Is a lot of these people, they come and they think that they're going to like... what they, they try to go through the motions on the shit we're talking about. Right. So they try to build rapport, but you could feel that it's not genuine. Right. You know? Right. And they're not they're not being real with you. And, and they're doing the rapport thing as a, you know, they know that that's a step. Yeah, like exactly. Like they a fucking book somewhere. Yeah, yeah And exactly. you're just waiting for the, 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 you know, the request or the question or, you know, okay, can I borrow a thousand bucks or whatever it is. Right. You know what I mean? And so if it's not genuine, if it's not a real thing, um, people are going to know. Okay. So really just the point being when you're wanting to connect with somebody like that, make it personal. Don't, don't have an agenda. Don't, you know, have your professional plan that you, you want to advance. Just try to establish rapport with someone. Don't have an agenda uh, that, that's, that's basically using them, you know. Um, you know, I think now would be a good time if, if you're ready to go ahead and share. You know, we got a sponsor. What was it last week? You want to yeah. share that again? Yeah, we got our first sponsor, um, the Dollar Beer Club, man. Uh, and, and it's a legit product that I use, okay? They, these guys... <clears throat> I respect them from so many different angles. They're just, first of all, they're fucking hilarious. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not following dollar beer club on Instagram, go follow them. Super entertaining. Okay. But they also are brilliant entrepreneurs and they are creating excellent products. Okay. I've been a lifetime beard wearer for many, many years. I, I use beard oil. You probably don't know this cause you don't have a beard, but if mm-hmm. you have a beard and you're not using beard oil, you're missing out. Okay. Beard oil help keep your beard looking like it's not 
a homeless dude's beard. You know, it just keeps it looking nice and clean and, you know, not just rugged and nasty. Um, but here's the thing. So they make their products. They market the products the right way, okay, which is only possible because they make excellent products. But uh, but the bottom line is, is like these guys asked me to invest in their company eight, nine months ago, and I was like, you know, okay. Um, I ended up not really reading the email. I kind of skimmed through it, you mm-hmm. know. But now mm-hmm. they're fucking blowing up everywhere, and I'm kicking myself in the ass because I didn't <laughs> invest. But here's the thing. I'm proud of it. It's awesome. And I'm proud that they wanted to sponsor the show and I'm proud of them for what they're doing and they're good guys. And if you have a beard, if you have a, a, a mustache, if you, you know, if you have a mustache, fucking grow a beard because mustaches are creepy. But <laughs> right. if you have a beard, subscribe to the dollar beer club and, uh, and, and check it out, man. It's, it's awesome. They've got awesome products. I just got mine in the mail yesterday. Um, my newest one, it's, it's just a really cool concept, guys. You can learn a lot from watching their business model too. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I got invited to go to. Uh, they're having an epic pizza party, September fourth, um, and I got invited to go to it, but I can't because my we're getting ready to move. Um, so I'm. Yeah, you're moving out to like a smaller town again, right? Yeah, yeah. That's we're awesome. moving out to the country. Very cool. So, and that's how far is that from the farm? Is that closer to the no, farm? No, no, we're so? moving to the farm. Oh, you're moving to yeah. the farm. Okay. Full time. Oh, wow. So, Very cool. Get all right, guys. My fucking overalls on. <laughs> you know, my straw hat. The MF farmer. That's right. Motherfucking farm daddy. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds good. I like it. Okay, guys. So just to recap so far, work with someone naturally before you work for them sort of officially. Uh, have, have your own stuff going on. Don't wait around hoping they hire you. Be personal before professional. This helps you establish rapport. Uh, number four for us is, you know, become a real student of the person and, and their business. Uh, it is amazing to me, and I, I know you've experienced this, Andy. It's just amazing to me how many people, you know, want to come work for you or want to come work with somebody successful. And, and in the course of the conversation, they haven't even done their homework. They don't have, they don't have nothing. They might know the, the, the product you offer, yeah. but they don't know anything about the culture, Dude. anything about the, the company. There is no greater way to impress somebody who's an entrepreneur. Let's be honest. Every entrepreneur has a fucking ego. Okay. Um, it's okay to have an ego, having a gigantic ego that gets in the way of your decision-making process. Totally different story. Right. But everybody's got an ego and it feels good whenever you talk to somebody and they know all the details about your business, about your culture, about the things you've accomplished when you never even met that person. And they say, dude, I love how you did this, 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 this. I believe in this. This is what I like. Um, can you tell me more about this? And they know all these details about you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is extremely impressive. It shows that that person took the initiative to do their homework, to, to genuinely learn about that person. And, um, and, and there's nothing you can do that would be more impressive than that. Now, don't take it overboard and show up at their front door or their house or their apartment or, or take it out of bounds, respect boundaries, right? But knowing the details of that person's success, their business, their journey is extremely impressive mm-hmm. because it shows that you're willing to go out and learn and become a student of what that person's projects and passions are. Yeah, it shows, it shows a lot more investment than just, you know, oh, dude. how can you serve me? Yeah, right, you know? and that's where yeah. most people get off the wrong foot, man. It's not about, you have to give first. You have to give first. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you're not the person giving first, you're not the person that's going to receive first. All right, so you have to be the person who's giving more. You have to be the person who's giving first. And if, if you are that person, you're, you're going to end up being the person who receives first. You know, we just did this, this podcast last time on humility, and I think there's probably people who are thinking like, well, what, what you know, to be humble, shouldn't I have the attitude, well, you know, you're the entrepreneur, you're the one who's successful. What do I have to give to you? But that's, that is the wrong mindset. Look, that's, don't be overly humble. Right. There's well, a difference between being humble and also being confident. Right. All right. There's not a person listening to this podcast that can't create enough value to be valuable to somebody who's successful. Right. All right. Or a CEO of a company or somebody who is in the line of work they want to be. And if you're wanting to be in a specific line of work and you have, let's say, a role model or a mentor or somebody who you want to work with, what better way to learn than to try to create value for that person? Because it forces you to analyze and think and come up with ways how to improve that person's path. And what do you do there? You're forcing yourself to think. Mm-hmm. All right. And when you force yourself to think, you come up with solutions. And what you're, what, you're, what you're doing in the end game there is training your mind to become solution-based, to become results-oriented, and to become in tune with giving which are all benefits that you'll be able to carry on no matter what opportunity that you have. Right. You know, a lot of people get fucked up with their thinking because they think like, I just did a Periscope on this this morning. If you're following me on Periscope, um, I talk about this a lot. It's about creating value, right? And a lot of people will do this shit. They'll hide in the corner. They'll do the minimum amount of work, you know, possible. And they'll say, oh, I don't fucking like that boss, blah, 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 blah. Well, have you thought about it like this? Have you thought about it like, what habits are you creating for yourself by doing that? And, and what kind of lifestyle are you creating because of those habits? You know, it's not just about you not liking the boss. I mean, clearly you probably shouldn't be there if you don't. But, mm-hmm. you know, the point I'm trying to make here in a roundabout way is that when you start thinking about how to help somebody be successful, when you start thinking about how to contribute along that journey, and that's the journey that you ultimately want to be on personally – you're investing in yourself without even really investing in yourself by investing in someone else. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Did, uh, no, it makes okay. total sense. It makes total sense. I feel like I was tripping over myself. No, 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 no. I mean, I got what you were right, trying right, to right. say. I mean, we've had a lot of com- you don't get conversations, it, but too bad. Yeah, exactly. Deal with it. it must be something wrong with you, not right. us. Yeah. But, um, but going back to, you know, earlier at the beginning of the podcast, you summarized, you gave the cliff notes of, of kind of how things unfolded with us. And I understand why you did, but the reality is, is that on our first meeting, really, it wasn't till several interactions. This is like the love story of Vaughn yeah, and Andy. Yeah, exactly. Vaughn was extremely fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see now, now you you uh, referred to that. I was going to cut that whole part out, but maybe I should leave it. Oh. You know. <laughs> hey, man, I, I like to roll unedited. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. But anyway, what I was saying was that, uh, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't like on the first meeting where we talked about working together. Um, and I think again, not to pat myself on the back, but one of the things that I, that, that I kind of learned interacting with you and, and kind of observing and being a student is there were a couple things that were very clear to me. Number one, you're very passionate about motivating and men- mentoring people. That wasn't your full-time job per se. Right. You had, you had, you had gained this following from being yourself. Right. You already have, I mean, you clearly have communication skills, both written and verbal, right? But what appear, what was clear to me is that the one 
maybe more than anything else that you didn't have was time. Right. You know? And so I think, I think that was, I think originally the way that we, we yeah. I approached this is I just said, Hey you man, know, let me handle this for you. Yeah. You're let not, me handle you this have for all you. this potential. See, a lot of times people, everybody has their insecurities and everybody has their, their weaknesses. Okay. No matter how successful they seem to be from the outside. All right. First of all, one thing that Vaughn did for me was he made me believe that there, that actually people would listen. All right. Because I was, I can remember telling you, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I believe this shit, but, and this is how I run shit, but it, do right. you think people really care? And you're like, no, dude, it'll be fucking awesome. And that's yeah. why we're here. And now we're in the top 10 of iTunes every week. Right. You know, so, you know, encouraging someone, even when they're 10, you know, they're, they might be a hundred levels above where you are. And I'm not saying that's where I was. I'm no, you saying, are. I mean, I'm I mean, professionally, saying, right. you know, I mean, if we, I'm just saying no matter how successful that person is and no matter where you're at on your journey, encouraging someone is a positive mm-hmm. thing that really can be really, really strong asset. Like, dude, come on. You could fucking do that. That's badass. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And then also offer, which is different from flattery, but oh, yeah, no encouraging is, is genuine and sincere right. and heartfelt and understands what that person needs it comes to hear from a place of confidence. Yes. Right. Not a yeah. place of ass kissing. Right. Exactly. Right. And then also, um, the other thing that you did was you said, Hey, you know what? I believe in this so much. Let me fucking handle it for you. Mm-hmm. And dude, I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and now here we are. We got three books going. We got yeah. fucking podcasts going top 10 on iTunes. None of that shit would be possible if it wasn't for Vaughn. And he created the opportunity on his own. Well, I, I appreciate you know? that. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, that's what we're trying to teach people, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, and, and it's and again, it goes back to... So you to, saw an opportunity that needed opportunity, to be solved, right. and you fucking solved it. Right. It's that simple, you know? And that's what you need to start thinking about, guys. Now, you, you know, we're, we're, now we're doing all kinds of shit. Now we're yeah. planning national speaking tours. Mm-hmm. You know, we've created this whole business out of his idea, you know? So you guys have to understand that just because you're at one place and they're at another place, that doesn't mean that you can't come up with a solution or an idea that, is, that they enjoy. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you know you know what I'm passionate about, and it's coming in here and fucking ripping this mic apart. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love to do. And I love doing this. I love, I love speaking. I love learning. I love spreading good vibes and good messages. And I get to do that now every day. And it's, it's become not only just a passion but an outlet. You know, where I don't feel like, because the my aggressive tone and the way mm-hmm. that I am and mm-hmm. all that, I've always been like, fuck, am I the only one that thinks this way? Like, why is everybody else so fucking pussy in society? But here's the reality. It's not that everybody's so pussy. It's a lot of people think this way. They just haven't gotten to the point where they feel comfortable expressing it. Right. And so we've learned that by doing this. So guess what, guys? You're doing me a favor because I don't feel like I'm the only one on earth that's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're all fucking nuts. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you guys have to understand that you bring a tremendous amount of value to somebody, regardless of income differences or socioeconomic or race or sexual preference or any of this. You can connect with people and create opportunities for someone like that. And when you when you just have enough confidence to say, hey, I got this idea and have it be, come from a selfless place. Like even <clears throat> even if Vaughn would have came to me and said, dude, I got this idea. I believe in you. I think you should do this. Uh, let's and, and I think you even said this a couple times. Let's find somebody that can do this. Let's find somebody who can do that. He didn't come to me and say, hey, I'll do all this for you right away. And, I, and eventually we got to a point where I'm just like, well, hey, why don't you fucking do it? Mm-hmm. And you become this person, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And <laughs> it's genuine, man. And that 
you know, it, it took time. It took building rapport. It took finding common ground. But it didn't take that much time. Right, right. You know? Well, yeah, no. And, and, and you could cut the time that it takes to build a rapport down by one million times if you come from a genuine place in your heart. You know, Absolutely. when you don't yeah. come from a genuine place, successful people are perceptive. They can figure that out. They deal with people all day long. My number one gift on earth is being able to evaluate someone in 30 fucking seconds. Mm -hmm. Every CEO I know, and I know a lot of them, has the same thing. They can evaluate someone so fast, it's unbelievable. Is that innate or is it learned? You know what? Or I'm maybe not a, sure. Maybe a little bit of both. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think for me. I mean, you've been screwed over by people, so nothing yeah. teaches like experience, right? right? Exactly. So, so yeah. I'm sure it's both. Yeah. But, but the reality is they all have that skill. Okay, so you're not going to come in there and bullshit them. Just get right. that out of your head. So until you can come up with a way to build rapport, and if it's coming from a genuine place in your heart, that's what's going to get you where you want to go. If you come in and you try to manufacture it, you're going to get that salesy vibe or that, that fanboy vibe. Like, hey, I'm such a big fan of you. You know, I want to shine your shoes. No, motherfucker. I want to go out and work with somebody who's going to kick ass with me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not here. You know, I guess some people like that shit where people just like, you know, kiss their fucking bottoms. You know, I think I think people that like that are probably people who are new to fame. Yeah. Don't you think? Because no, I mean, because I want somebody who's going to come in and rock and fucking yeah. have ideas of their own and point out things. I mean, dude, Vaughn, you're pointing out shit to me on a weekly basis that we could do better. I'm not asking you to do that. You're taking control of the situation, you know, mm -hmm. and when we build this into a fucking couple hundred million dollar business, which we will. Right. You're going to be a huge part of it. You're going to be fucking running it. You know, and guys, that's that's what you have to understand. You create your opportunities. You guys are in control of this. You have to think about it the right way and be genuine. Because if you come in from some bullshit perspective that this person is just going to write you a fucking check to do something, you're wrong. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. Don't fucking do it. You right. know, unless you can go right at that person with a genuine heart and be like, dude, look. I respect you. I know this, this, this about you. And I feel like I can help you do this. And it's genuine. You're never going to get it because people know better. Absolutely. And you're on a roll. So I don't want to, I don't want to oh, in, interrupt I need, you here. I need but, a fucking drink of water. Well, <laughs> well, one of the things that I think is, is a real sign. I think the reason that we, and this, this, all of these points kind of tie into one another by design. But, uh, but one of the reasons why I think it worked for us. And this is, this is my next point, which is don't be in a hurry. This stuff, realize that this stuff takes time. Now things did happen relatively quickly with us, Dude, but, what's, but what's that showed, year, yeah. What's a year in the big picture. Right. Exactly. It's fucking quick. It's, it's quick. Yeah. Right. And, and I think, I think one of the reasons that you probably felt comfortable was that I wasn't like pushing this down your throat. No, I wasn't, wasn't saying annoying. like, you know, we no. got to do this now. You know, no, um, there's a big, there's a thin line between being persistent and being a, a pest. Yes. Or being annoying. Right. You know, it's it's very thin line. A per a persistence is a fucking value asset. Annoying is annoying. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think what I've learned from being around you in the last year that I I maybe had that heard just takes somewhere self awareness, man. Yeah, self awareness, and it's also that people who are really successful. They do things in a timely way, and they do things in a way that they're sensitive to the urgency of the situation, but they don't do things in a hurry. And, and I, you know, true confessions, I mean, let's face it, six months ago, 
I don't know, might have been a little bit longer than that. I had an idea for you that, that had to do with like organizing this big mentor network and everything. Right, right. And your answer was the timing's not right. Right. It's just not right. Right. And I and I respected that because I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. We see, can't take this see, on and do it. Speaking justice. of that idea, we're not gonna get into details about it, but just between you and me on yeah. air, whatever. <laughs> now how much bigger would that idea be now? It would be. It would, that idea is too small for now. Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. That's why you don't hurry into things. And the reason why we Like that idea that you had yeah. is too small for where we are now. You're right. Right. It, you, yeah. And that's why you don't jump into things. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think the reason why we both felt good with the timing and with putting that aside was because this this wasn't about either you or me being invested in our own selfish gain. It was what's going to create the best situation. And sometimes the best situations take time. Right. And, and so I would tell anybody out there who, let's say you, you see somebody like through social media or somebody in your network and you're like, man, I want to work with that person. I want to create something really amazing. Realize that they might not see the vision as quickly as you, you do, or as in probably the case, because this is the case with you, that person, because they're so successful is incredibly busy. So it's selfish for you to say, or, or, yeah, or they may see things past the point of where you're thinking, right? And they just want to give it time to materialize, right? You right. See what I'm saying. So just chill out. Don't. I mean, this is. I mean, you get this all right. the time, and I, even I get it now. Right. I'm getting. I'm getting DMs from people saying, "Hey, I got a. I got an international business opportunity, but you got to respond now." Really? No. If it's a real opportunity, there's, that's. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying We're past that. that. I'm not saying that bullshit. Go pitch to someone who fucking doesn't know any better. Right. You know, let, right. I've already learned all those lessons. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. You got to act today. And if you act now, I'll throw in two steak knives. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. So, yeah, don't be in a hurry. And, and we cu coupled the next point, which was there's a thin line between persistence and being a pest. You mentioned that. Um, and, and what you really want to do is just. Keep dude, yourself in the in the mind of the person that you're trying to work dude, with. Dude, I call it sensory acuity. Yeah, okay? it's a great, great phrase. When we when we teach our salesmen on the floor, you have to be self aware. You have to be able to pick up on that person's cues. Okay, you have to know what that person's thinking without them saying it, or what they're feeling without them saying it. If you feel like you're being too pushy, you fucking are being too pushy. If you feel like you're not being aggressive enough, you're not being aggressive enough. Okay, right. you you know those cues because they're innate. They're they're in your brain. They're in there. They're in your soul. They're in your heart. When you walk up to somebody on a sales floor and they don't want to hear your shit, you know. You know that, right? If and you're paying attention, you, you know that. The you do is try to force that, <laughs> right? You know. So approaching someone that you know you're trying to reach and connect with and network with, um, make sure that you're. First of all, a lot of times you won't get a response the first time. So persi being persistent, be persistent in the right way, okay? Mm -hmm. um, for example, like this happens a lot. I, dude, I, get, I literally probably get a thousand messages on Facebook a day, all right? And mm -hmm. I, I do try to get back with them, but I can't always. Um, it's just impossible. It is. It's literally impossible. You 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 see how it is. I, I'm help. I'm helping answer answer your mail, right. and it's insane. Right, guys. So, by the way, thank you so much no, for the mail. And but dude, and but be patient. So what you're saying? Yeah. That's the that's like the catch twenty two that you're in. Yeah. Because I'm so grateful and so happy and so I think it's so fucking cool that we're connecting with people, 
but it's impossible to get back to everyone. Mm-hmm. And and I and I try. I do my best. It, it, but even at my best effort, I could sit down for twelve hours a day and answer emails and still not get to them. Mm-hmm. All right. So when what you don't do if you're trying to connect with somebody is this. They write a real nice email, right? And they mm-hmm. they they say, "Hey, I've got this idea." Blah 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 blah. And they're going through, and like I read it, and it shows as read. All right. And then an hour later, they post on my Instagram. Hey, I saw that you fucking read my email and then you didn't respond. Blah, 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 blah. All right, dude. Like, first of all, I'm never working with you ever. Yeah. And, and now I don't care how good your idea was. I'm, I'm, I'm never fucking using it. Right. And, it, and if it is a great idea, I'm going to go do it on my own. Right. Right. That's the reality. No. I, <laughs> while we're on that subject. Right. And again, you don't know, be an asshole. You know me. I. Like respect, I, I, respect people's time, respect the idea that they have an unfathomable amount of mail to get through. Yeah. You know, and just be patient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be in that huge hurry. Like you have no idea what's going on with that person, especially like in somebody like my case or some of these other, I mean, some of these dudes doing podcasts and, and, and YouTube personalities, they don't have other jobs. You know, mm-hmm. I'm running six other companies. You know, somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, dude, I have a hard time getting a hold of him. Gary, right. fucking call me, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, absolutely. I want to meet Gary, have a absolutely. fucking whiskey with him and say, hey, dude, thank you for everything that I've learned from you. Right. But, but you're also in a position to understand that Gary's not being rude. No, he's not just responding. fucking busy, man. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not upset. I know the yeah. day will come when him and I will be fucking buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'll come. I'm not in a hurry. But the point is, is that, you know... You have to understand that people have life happening, you know, right. And just be respectful of that. Right. You know, and if, if somebody doesn't get back with you, be persistent, but be respectful, you know, be like, Hey man, I, I you know, you might not have seen this, but I've, I sent you this to blah, 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 you know, and, and just, just be a good dude, man. Right. You know, and you know, I don't like saying stuff like this because I feel like if, if you're listening, you're going to probably know that I'm talking about you. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but Putting in the subject line, Vaughn, don't effing delete this email. Give it to Andy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ser- like, seriously? Yeah. You, you. Okay. First of all, don't okay. give me that email. Okay. Because okay? <laughs> that's fucking rude. Yeah. So don't give me the email. Okay. Because right. just for the record, I don't. I no. don't. I don't. What I mean is I don't delete any email. I read no, all no, no. of them. Dude, look, man. That's the case in point of what we're talking about just a minute ago. Yeah. All right. You can't be fucking rude, and you can't. Yeah. Well, why make why anything, why even make the assumption that say, I'm deleting emails fucking, and not giving them? I don't to want you. anything to do with that person. Yeah, I don't care who the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't care if that's the motherfucking Sultan of Brunei, and and he's going to invest a billion dollars in my company. I don't fucking want anything to do with that person. Delete the fucking email and don't send it to me. Yeah, it was Gary. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, no, I don't. We. I don't want to be I don't want to be around yeah. people like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so yeah, thin line between being a uh, pest and being persistent. And, and guys, oh, here's just, another good just, point. It's not even on our fucking agenda. But look, you know people's assistance when people have assistance or they have pe- points of contact. Let me tell. Let me give you a hint. That person that you're trying to get in touch with probably spends more time with that assistant and more time with that point of contact than you spend with your fucking kids. So if you treat them rude or treat them with disrespect, they're going to fucking say, fuck off. 
All right, so you better treat whoever's per assistant or colleague or whoever's handling someone's email or helping them as as if it were them themselves because I can promise you the bond and loyalty that the main person you're trying to get to has with that person is going to be a hell of a lot more than some mother, random motherfucker sent them an email. Right. Period. Absolutely. So treat them like they're fucking gold. And if you treat them any other way, you're not going to get respect. Period. Absolutely. It comes down to, dude, you should treat people... You should treat everybody that way, okay? That, that's what we're talking about, having a genuine heart, being a good guy, you know, or good good person. You should treat everybody with respect. But unfortunately, people just fucking don't. And nothing gets on my nerves worse. Dude, I used to have um, a female assistant. Um, her name was Terry. And uh, she, she left to go start a family and do the family thing. Mm -hmm. But, dude, people would email her. You, you would not fucking believe the emails, that, how people would talk to her. Like, she was a piece of shit. And then whenever I met them, they were nice as fuck to me. And I'm just like, dude, you are the fakest motherfucker I've ever come across in my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You want to you out yourself for being a true, right. true scum of the earth, piece of fucking shit human. Treat somebody's fucking assistant like a dog turd. And then go be nice to the face of the other person. Right. Not only scum, but stupid. Right. Did they really think she wasn't going to mention that? Dude. I mean, no, we laugh at it. Yeah. You know, and then I'll call them out on it. So what I will do, this is what I do. Cause I don't give a fuck is I'll have them come in for a meeting and I'll print the email out and I'll fucking let them do their whole fucking presentation and be like, man, you know what? I think that's a really good idea, but here's the reason why I'm not going to do it with you. Wow. I've done that a hundred times. No, I think it's powerful. Right. People learn that way. Or like, dude, for example, I've had people write negative shit about me on the internet and then and then what happens is like they work for a competitor and they're talking about the competitor yeah, and they're talking negative about us and blah, blah, blah. Well, eventually the fucking tables turn and right. eventually that person emails me and they say, Oh, Andy, I'm so fucking proud of you. And I want to be part of your organization. And I always keep all that negative shit and I do the same thing, right. bring them in for an interview, talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And they're right. like, Oh, well that was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know what? That doesn't reflect our core values. So I'm not going to be able to hire you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do, you, just, do, you, do, you, do you like stroke a cat? Like, is there a cat on your, on your, <laughs> no man. But I mean, if you don't know the reference you know to what, that movie, dude, the people should, you're fucking, not American. Yeah. The people should have fucking respect, dude. No, you're right. And I enjoy pointing out people that fucking the world turns and it always comes full circle. Right. Period. Absolutely. And you said this earlier and, it, and for me, this is what it comes down to is that people who are successful, who have made something of their lives, very often they either have learned or it is innate that they can sense people's like motives. Yeah. And so whether it is you being a jerk to somebody or you flattering people in, in, in your position for sure. And, and I, to be honest with you, I've developed this myself. They can tell when you're not being genuine. Oh, dude, they no can. Um, Anybody and, and, can. Yeah. Anybody it's, can. It's just like, dude, go to the used car salesman lot. You know, the average person goes to a used car lot and they're like, holy shit, this guy's a douchebag. Well, that's how you look when you act that way. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. It's very exactly. simple. So final point, I'm actually going to tell a quick story. And because this is just an, a super important point to me, uh, and I know it is to you too. Years ago, like, well, it's going on probably five or six years ago, when I left being a pastor for very good reasons, by the way. It wasn't like I was turning my back on God or anything. Yeah. But I left, and I realized, though. Little boys. 
Dude, so here's Vaughn. Vaughn gets mail from people that says shit like this. Vaughn, don't you feel bad for turning uh, your back on God and, and, and trading it for the riches and fame of podcasting? Fuck, dude. Hey, I can't wait. I can't wait till our podcast is over, bro. We can go swim in fucking my, my gold bin like Uncle Scrooge with duck No tails. kidding. Oh, my gosh. No dude, kidding. people are weird. Man. They are weird. How much, how much is it to download a free podcast anyways? Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, for the record, I'm, I'm driving a... a or that guy it? who fucking put the review up that said, oh, just another group of group of scammers trying to get people to buy their podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dude, right. It's fucking free, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I had to laugh. I, uh, I, the, the first thing that I thought of when that person emailed me about the, the life of riches and podcasting, yeah. I'm like, does he see the 1997? No, it's not 97. Does he see the 2003 Nissan Versa that I drive? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's my, it's my wife's car. I said, I'm basically driving a vagina. It's, <laughs> it's, it is not a man car but uh anyway so here's my story my story is that when i left the pastor i basically had to reinvent myself right. i had to i had to figure out you know what am i going to do with my right. life okay and there was a I, I wanted to live in the kansas city area because my, my my wife lived and worked in that area well at the time she's my girlfriend but um lived and worked in that area and there was a really cool college that i wanted to work for um and I, well, basically I wanted to teach in their communications department. Like I wanted to teach interpersonal stuff and communication, but I knew I didn't have a PhD, so how am I going to do this? So basically I, I became a student of the college. I learned everything I could about it. I figured out what they needed and I went in there and I, and I, I even timed it perfectly in, be, in between semesters so that the, the president, like I could meet directly with the president. Oh, and by the way, before I did that, I connected with the secretary and the and the and the personal assistants and I. Wait, you mean, it, you, you mean you didn't write her a rude fucking email? No, I didn't. I said, "Hey, <laughs> you better introduce me to the fucking president." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I connected, and then and and I was successful. I like literally talked them into hiring me and creating a brand new position. And so this guy who had found out what I did, he had been evidently tried to do the same thing, and he failed. And I said, "Well, how did you do this? How did you do it?" And he said. Well, I just knew that this college was really growing and it had a lot of stuff going on and, and that the president was like really dynamic and everything. So I went there and I met with the president. I actually saw I actually kind of cornered him at, at a theater and he said, yeah, I really want to work for this college. And the president said, well, what could you do for us? And you know what his answer was? Anything you want me to. Wrong answer. That's right. Wrong answer. Always the wrong answer. So this is my I'll final. Do, here's what we get. I'll do a lot of. I'll do whatever you want. I'll sweep the floors. No, I already got guys to sweep the floors. Yeah. What can you fucking do? I sweep the motherfucking floors. Right. All right. You better bring a specific benefit to that conversation. Exactly. Or don't have it because you're going to waste an opportunity. Exactly. And that really is, in some ways, the most important point is that if you guys want to convince somebody of your value, you need to be a student. You need to know exactly what you bring to the table. And you, and if you're going to create a job, you need to create a job for which you are the ideal candidate. Dude, here's the reality about those guys that come in and say, I'll do anything you want. All right. Well, if you really want to work here. Go get a job in supplement superstores, retail store, an entry-level employee. Work your way up like every fucking person in this building has done. Every person, with the exception of one guy in this building, has started working the counter in my company. And that one guy is a web programmer that is a special skill. Right. That guess, guess what? None of us have. 
All right? So these people who say, I'll do anything you want, well, take the initiative to go get a fucking job with us. Go right. call the store, figure out how to get on, do it all yourself. I have a guy who I work with every day, Aaron Summers, here in my office, who moved here from fucking North Missouri because he wanted it to work for us. He got a job with Supplement Superstores. He worked his fucking ass off through our system all the way up, created value, and guess what? Now I work with him every day. Same, and now th he's got same thing as Jake. He moved from California. Yeah, Jake Taylor moved here from California. Oh, Funny. tall guy with... Yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the man okay. run. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, dude, those guys moved here without a guaranteed anything mm -hmm. to come take the initiative to get a job. So when people say, oh, I'll fucking do anything, I got people that show up here on a daily basis from other parts of the country that are willing to start from the bottom, and they don't talk to me about it. They just fucking do it. Right. That's how you do it. Right. And I love, and I'm going to tack on something to what you just said, because you said they came here without a guarantee. That's the other thing that I, I mean, it's not necessarily a point in and of itself, but it's just something it to, to, to make a note. And, and that is, is that when you and I worked together, I mean, we, we were already working on the plan and the, and the relationship was already established before we ever talked money. Right. We never, we, I, I never, even, I mean, is that true? I, I don't yeah. want to lie. Like, I don't, I don't remember ever really bringing up money anywhere in the, in the early stages of, of I think no, we were man, already look, on here's the plan. The deal. the deal is this. I've talked about this a hundred times in other, in other episodes. There is no guaranteed result. You control the guarantee, not the universe, not the boss, not the people above you. You know, the people who come in and want this guarantee like, like this, Hey, I'm going to come there. And if you guarantee me this, I promise I'll work this hard. That is not the fucking way the world works. The world works like this. You go work hard first. You provide solutions first. You provide value first, and the world will reward you with success. And that's the fucking guarantee. Right. Okay? You are guaranteed to be successful if you go do those things. Nobody is going to follow through and say, oh, yes, I guarantee you success. Because what happens is, is the people who think like that, they get that guarantee, and then they go coast because they have a guaranteed result. There's two kinds of people, right? There's the people who are willing to do it, and there's people who are willing to talk about doing it. The talk about doing it, people, are the people that come and say, what are you going to pay me because my time is fucking valuable? Really? What have you shown me that makes your time fucking valuable? Right. Okay? That's the point. Right. Work hard first, success is guaranteed. Work smart first, success is guaranteed. Pay your dues, put your time in, do those things, create value, create um, benefit, provide solutions. Success is guaranteed. But when you think that you're going to just show up and somebody's going to guarantee you success and that's your cue to start working, you have got it completely fucking backwards. And that is the problem with 97.25647% of the fucking population. Science. I just quoted it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Fuck. Work first. There, there, we're going back to that hard science, but the reality Dude, is, is that can't if, you argue read, with fucking science, if you read all It's actually quite fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, listen. I'm know, gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get emails for facts. that. Yeah, can't argue with them. No, but but there are surveys out that say that one of, one of the number one complaints about uh, employer by employers right now, uh, and I'm gonna pick on the college students. This is a lot of a lot of times. This is uh, the complaints about college students or, or young young workers coming right out of. Uh, I deserve college. hundred grand. Yeah, I want to. I, I want a hundred grand. Like everybody does. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do my dues. It took me eleven you years know? to make a hundred grand. Yeah. 11 yeah. fucking years. Yeah. 
and just not willing to pay the dues. Right. So, because Kim, Kim Kardashian didn't pay her dues. Hey, look, man, you know, we could go on a whole episode of, of generational misconceptions, but the reality is, is that you do the work first and then you get rewarded. Mm -hmm. That's how you guarantee your success, mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. So the show notes for this particular episode are the mfceo.com forward slash P13. And uh, like I said, you can go there. It's the dedicated page for this episode. You'll find uh, links galore. And uh, I, I don't know if we've mentioned any books, but book recommendations. And it, again, it's always good to go to our website. Go there frequently because we're going to be hoping to... Uh, to be putting up some, we're going to be hoping, we're going to be putting up some additional um, resources here in the next couple months. So keep That's your eyes out for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to, I should never have told that story. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or, or provided that insight. But so yeah, at Andy Frisella is Periscope, is Instagram. What else you got? Uh, I got Facebook. I should know these by heart by now. I got Facebook. Just put my name in there. And then yeah. I got a Snapchat, which is MSEO-1 because somebody stole my name. Yeah. So yeah. whatever, man. Hey, look, what's your what's your social media, Vaughn? At Vaughn Kohler. Not V-O-N, by the way. Vaughn Kohler? V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R. Yeah. I really am going to. Oh, I should I should mention uh, very soon I am going to do a Periscope. And the Periscope basically that I want to I start with is I'm going to do a couple focus groups for, you yeah. know, the MFCEO and, cool. and just be asking questions about, you know. You should do it, getting, man. Getting, Periscope's the shit. I know, I, I know, I know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm and the, the, I'm going to be nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm not I'm not nervous. I'm Have nervous. a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah, man. Periscope's well, I'm not, fun. I'm You've not, been doing some. What do you yeah, think? I love it. Yeah. Guys, Good. if you how many got, how many guys you have listened to you? Because I'm worried. I've got a hundred. I get mainly girls, but you yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe like 30. Yeah, but I, I only do like one it's a week. organically grown. So like, okay. here's the thing you have to understand. about. I guess you only need one guy. Let me explain really. Periscope, okay? Just oh. short one-minute yeah. explanation. Yeah. Guys, download Periscope. It's a live broadcast application, okay? Basically what it is is you people will go online. It's like a video except for you could communicate live with them. Just as if like, let's say um, – Bill O'Reilly was on Fox News, and you wanted to type in, hey, fuck you, Bill. All right, he'll see it. Or you could ask a question, hey, Bill, what do you think about this? And he'll say, hey, Andy, yeah. you know what? I think you should run with Donald Trump. That'd be fucking awesome, all right? You could communicate directly with people that you would really never get a chance to communicate with. It's really cool, too. And, and, and a lot of people don't understand how do you make Periscope work for them because they're like, oh, I only have two people or I only have three people. Well, if you get those two or three people to share your content, which they will if you put out good content, that that following can grow by hundreds of hundreds of people instantly. Mm -hmm. So, um, guys, download it. It's really fucking cool. I think it's going to be the future because I've spent, you know, where normally I don't watch much TV, but normally where I would be watching TV, I'm watching Periscope now. Yeah. And I'm learning directly from people who I look up to. You know, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely am going to try would, it. Dude, I wouldn't worry about doing, you know, everybody starts off and everybody's trying to figure out how to do it because the reality it's of- It's just the d dynamic because I love public speaking. I dude, mean, I love being in front of people. Everybody but thinks, everybody can type, everybody can borrow somebody's content, everybody can take a meme and put some fucking words on it and post on the internet. Mm -hmm. But but dude, getting live interaction, not everybody can do. So it's there's true. broadcasters and then there's there's people who watch. Not everybody's going to be a broadcaster, but dude, if you figure out how to be a broadcaster, you could build a powerful platform at a very fast rate. Yeah. So it's awesome. That is cool. 
Don't be a pussy, Vaughn. <laughs> okay. That's that, that's the salient point from yeah. the entire podcast. So my my final word, and, I, and I'm going to kick it over to Andy in just a second, but my final word on, on this episode is simply, guys, there's so much to say, but I would say this. Andy and I are friends, but we are not carbon copies of one another. And, and that's what I, I think is so great. And I think that, that ultimately what, what made it work between us, and here I'm talking about our great romance again, um, but I think what makes it work between us is that we're really genuinely trying to watch out for the other person. We're trying to provide value, and we're, and we're trying to do something that's going to provide value to the world. And so that's what I would say is that lead with that. Like if you're looking for somebody who's, who's like an Andy, who has a lot of influence, who has a lot of wealth, who's doing something really cool – Go with that mindset. Don't go with, oh, I want to leech onto this guy and and uh, and and I don't know, drive his right. Lamborghini or right, something. Right, right. But go with the mindset of let's create something really incredible, something literally life changing and world changing, and 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 just know that you're not going to do everything perfect right away, or that everything's going to fall into place right away. It's just going to happen organically. And if if you if you really dedicate to doing the right thing, I, I think amazing things happen. I mean, is that cheesy to say no, no, that? No, I, look, I, man, that's your way of saying it. It's the same thing that we always talk about. All right. I'll finish up. I'll finish up here. Here's the deal guys. If you could create value, all right. If you could create solutions, if you could create benefit, if you could create a situation where you could bring something to the table that benefits that person, you're, you're halfway there. All right. It, but it has to be from a genuine place. It can't be from like, I'm, I'm going to come help you with your podcast or I'm going to come you know, help you with speaking and you're going to pay me X dollars, blah, 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 blah. No, show your value first because let's face it, when you're on the bottom side of that relationship, you have less leverage than the other person has. They mm -hmm. don't need you. But if you show how you could truly benefit and are willing to show that for free, Dude, you're creating a shitload of fucking value, and I don't know anybody who's going to take advantage of that for longer than the time it takes for you to explain and show and provide the value. All right? Because what? here's the thing. People are afraid to provide value for free because they think, oh, that person's just going to use me. But here's the thing. When you create value in yourself, you create a position where you're indispensable. All right? And if you create enough value in yourself, the person is going to pay you because they see what you're worth and they're going to pay you to keep you because they know that you could go be just as fucking worth, provide just as much as worth to their main competitor or anybody else doing the same thing. So if you come in and show the value for free and then say, hey, look, I've been doing this, 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 we got this. Let's have a talk about what you think I should be compensated. That's doing business, baby. That's the fucking way to do it. But if you come in and you say, you're going to pay me this and I'm going to do this, then it's probably not going to work out favorably for you. Right. You know, so show the value first. And once you express and show and, and become valuable to that person, the goal is for you to become invaluable, right? Then you're in command. Then you've taken a position where you were had the least amount of leverage, and now you have the leverage because that person who's paying your paycheck knows that you could just as well go do this for their competitor or whoever else. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, with that being said, don't ask me for a fucking reason. I was just going to say, so you're saying that this is all part of my evil I'm plan. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, listen, we're going to be honest here. No, no, you know, no, no. Create value. Be genuine. Come from a place of trying to, to genuinely benefit. Don't just try to come in for a paycheck. Yeah. People see through that shit, you know. Right. So 
And you'll be amazed that if you get your mind thinking in that habit, like we talked about, creating a habit of creating value, you may go through one or two situations where it doesn't work out. But if you constantly are in that mind state, eventually you're going to come to somebody who's going to recognize that and you're going to be handsomely rewarded, mm-hmm. not only with, a, with pay, but with opportunity. Right. All right. right. So, guys, with that being said, I want to close out. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been downloading the podcast, who's listening, who's following on Periscope. Um, we just crossed 10 million hearts today, which if you follow Periscope, you know, that's a big milestone. Um, you know, we started this with the idea like, Hey, this might be fucking cool. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? This might be something cool to do, but now it's turned into this thing where it's like growing steam momentum and, and just every day it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I just want to say thank you to you guys, especially the people who are listening now, because we're just in the beginning. And I just want you to know that, like, I recognize the names. I see the people spreading the word. And um, I love you guys for it, man. It's awesome. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Um, it's, it's, it's getting to be a really fun ride. Absolutely. So, thank you, guys. Um, and we'll get back at you here soon with another episode, all right? I'm Andy. I'm the MFCEO. I'm here with Vaughn and Tyler. Ben Newman will be back next week. And uh, let's go kick some ass today. Take it.